I'm Mark Walsh, and coming up on today's show... I see all these stories. With news, you have a little bit amount of time to tell them. That's just how local news broadcasting is. Documentary style, you only get one to two topics, what, for a year? So I wanted to combine those. Welcome to What's Working in Washington on Federal News Network and streaming as a podcast. What's Working in Washington? I'm your host, Mark Walsh. And today we are joined by Mike Vanzetta. Mike is the co-founder and CEO of Piezetta Media right here in Washington, D.C. He comes from a long, long career in local news at WJLA, WUSA. Started out in Terre Haute, Indiana, believe it or not. But he's created a company with his wife that does quality work done with heart. So think of the news stories that are often at the end of the show about a human interest story. He takes that and chases different arenas, healthcare, veterans issues, and makes stories on his own YouTube channel and social network channel that follow that up. It's a fascinating new way that we're being entertained and informed, and Mike Fanzetta and Piezetta Media are perfect examples of it. Here's our conversation. Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you, thanks for having me. So, I gotta ask, you know, we do the research and everything. Like you, I once worked in small market television, um, I was in West Virginia, which probably has fewer people than where you were in Indianapolis. <laughs> you were in Terre Haute. Yes. So how did you get that job? Was that right out of college? What, what was, what was the, uh, the, the pathway? Yeah, so uh, I just finished trade school, uh, Brown College in Mendona Heights, Minnesota, by uh, Twin Cities. And uh, one of my first interviews was to be a production assistant in Terre Haute, Indiana. Wow. And and actually, my mom drove me to the, I was, uh, I just turned 20 that day. So um, my mom drove me to the interview and uh, they said, okay, you could, we got you. And then I, I was ready to go. So a week later I started and then, you know, that was the, the start of the, the professional history, career. The rest is history, as they say. Yes. So a big story in Terre Haute would be what? The crops report? I mean, they, walk me through what happens in Terre Haute. No, actually, no disrespect men, because I had the same thing. But Actually, it, uh, the federal prison was there. Okay. So uh, the Oklahoma City uh, bomber, uh, Timothy ah, that's right. was. Uh, that actually happened a year before I started, but yeah. everyone talked about that. Yeah. Well, for us in uh, Clarksville, West Virginia, it was coal mining, obviously. That, yeah. you know, so when there was a strike... It dominated news for however long. In fact, I almost got you. Maybe you got up to network with the bombing. I was. I did a network piece that was. We were CBS affiliate that almost made it to network news, but it was the um, the uh, giant cooling tower in Parkersburg actually fell down oh, that same day. The giant those giant yeah. cooling towers like they had Three Mile Island. So Three Mile Island had just happened. So there there was a lot of coverage of that. So my coal mining story fell by the wayside like everything else in in, in network. But from that auspicious start at WTWO, you stayed in television, including a stint here in the Washington, D.C. market, right? Yes. Yeah. Two different stations, uh, WJLA and WSA 9. Yeah. Uh, And is USA is owned by Sinclair? uh, No, uh, WJLA is. Sinclair. So I'm from Baltimore, the good Baltimore company. It's incredible how much of the United States populous a Sinclair station reaches. Yes. And were you part of, or did you help them? They started kind of a news uh, factory that all the stations would use. Are they still doing that or how, how, how did that come about? 
Yeah, so they did. They now have a lot of national programming now. Yeah. Uh, that started right before I left. It was yeah. kind of, but I did a lot of the, on the digital side. So we helped all the stations on their websites and Facebook pages, getting them video that could, you know, help them view, help them get more views. So as a news producer, as we were talking a little bit earlier, you know, it's it's the cycle, right? Every day, what's hot today? Yeah. Tell me what made you and your spouse step away from that and say, we're going to start something else and what Pi Zeta Media is all about. So it, it's a lot of different things. It was uh, looking at the data and see what people uh, want to watch. And they want to watch stuff that, honestly, they create but uh, in a way that they could feel like they're a part of the news. So I researched that, and then eventually I see all these stories, and, you know, with news, you have a little bit amount of time to tell them. It, that's just how local news broadcasting is. You know, documentary style, you only get one to two topics, what, for a year? Yeah. So I wanted to combine those, and I also want to combine <laughs> The style of uh, Mr. Rogers storytelling right. where everyone is important. I kind of combine them with the speed of local news and the look and feel of documentaries. But understanding I want people to have their own voice. I'm just trying to get their voice higher. So I'm trying to create a platform so these so everyone could have their voice heard. Are your pieces solely through digital platforms and social media? Do you have a broadcast partner? What, what, what's today and what's the future? So right now we have a streaming TV channel called Frontliners TV. Fr so what is it? Frontliners TV. Got it. So I created a lot of shows. Uh, we have some shows called Valor TV, Dispatch Network, also Zoo Animal Antics, which I take a lot of that stuff is public domain content. And uh, all I got to do is, you know, add a credit. So it's very cost-effective shows, but a lot of, like, the Mayo Clinic, Johns Hopkins Children's Hospital, they create their own content, and they want to get the message out there. So I use a lot of that content on streaming, and then I create a lot of the original content with me talking to people, and uh, that's on podcasts, that YouTube wherever I could get it. And a few of our shows are syndicated, but of course, you know, getting it up and up, I'll, I'll work with a lot of people. <laughs> right. Well, the beauty, I guess, or sometimes the anchor surrounding what media is today is the clickstream and how much data you have on what's quote working unquote yes. and not working. How much of a, how responsive are you to click it clicks? It's an unfair question, but you must monitor what's getting the most attention. So if it's, Zoo animals jumping around. I mean, you know, the old cat playing the piano thing on uh, on uh, TikTok. Well, it's actually, TikTok's now uh, new news. How do you balance what is interesting and good for people to learn about and the goofy crap that they tend to end off, off and click on? Yeah, actually, a lot of the data I look at, the stuff that you would think the cat on piano aren't the highest thing. Great. It's some with heart. People watch programs with heart. So that's what... I'm going to get it. It's same like kicker stories, but it's, you know, a person celebrating beating cancer or something like that. So those stories really mean something. And with the data, those are the ones going far, especially I do a lot of content uh, based on uh, military and veterans. 
and that is one of our higher performing ones. So with heart, that's one of those phrases that sometimes gets gets tossed around. Yeah. How do you decide if something has heart? And and it's you and your spouse, Jen, right? You're yes. the, you're the you're the okay. What percentage of the things you think about or get pitched or whatever have heart and what don't and how do you decide that? A lot of it is looking at the data and seeing what people do and you know, looking at social media, what are they sharing with each other? And that's a, a big factor. Right. And then it is the news judgment is just inside of me. I can't escape well, it after been there. twenty years. Yeah. yeah. So I see what is a good story and feels and I don't want just a one day of clicks. Yeah. So I wanna create something that's consistent and people could be like, Okay, I know what we're getting with Paisetta Media. So that's what I'm trying to do. So when Paisata looks at stuff from Mayo or Johns Hopkins or other healthcare or health related sites, how far on the edge do you go do you go out to healthcare? And I say this respectfully, but you know, this uh, the Joe Rogans of the world talking about this and that goofy stuff during COVID. Where wh- what was that experience like in legitimate healthcare sources like that you've named versus yeah. maybe entertaining but less proven? So I focus on the people that are more legitimate and then I focus more person-based than the Ah, actual topics. Got it. So it's someone who has a daughter that's fighting cancer and the hospital's doing this to help out more that because you get a lot of that already with the, the topics with other news and I want to be another option. So I want people to uh, see something different and that's what I want to do. We're talking with Mike Vanzetta here on What's Working in Washington. I'm your host, Mark Walsh. Mike and his spouse are the co-CEOs, I assume co-CEOs, and probably yes. whatever, of uh, Piazetta Media right here in the Washington area. Mike's background in television news expanded to, as the company's tag phrase is, quality work done purposely with heart. So we're talking about with heart. So besides healthcare sources and kind of where you go with that, you mentioned military. Yes. What are some of the partnerships or sources or where do you surf to find stories with heart that have that military flavor or veterans flavor, I guess. So a lot of the things I look at is uh, greatnonprofits.org, Charity Navigator. So I'm looking at the legitimacy of these organizations. And then- Oh, you, so you check out their background. Yes. Okay, great. Yes. I double check everything. I'm the journalistic uh, integrity of making sure everything's legitimate. And if I find- organization that looks really good and I click and the website's not working or something like that. I'm like, okay, that's not something I'm going to look forward to. Yeah. So I researched the person a lot and, and I want it to be more of a conversation so they can open up more and share their real story and not, you know, talking sound bites, if you will. So when you reach out, do you like, how does it go? Do you say, I'm Mike, uh, here's my site. I'd like to engage you in a new story or can I use the stuff you've already produced or all the above? All of the above. And it's, when you get them to say, yeah, I want to do something fresh with you, are these virtual interviews? Like what, what's the, what are the actual mechanics of how these stories come to life? Yeah. So a lot of them are Zooms, but in the DC area, I try to go to different things. Right. There's a, a police polar bear plunge in uh, Sandy Point State Park in uh, Maryland. Won't miss it. I was there. <laughs> So covering that event and covering the amazing uh, athletes there. Uh, So I'm trying to do more on the field stuff, but definitely Zoom because I can't be everywhere. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, you're obviously a lean operation. What 
what's the revenue model? If there is, I, I sometimes not for public people say, oh, revenue. But what, what what what's the business model, and where do you where do you want to take it? Yeah, so it's the standard uh, TV media uh, model of sponsorships, commercials, right. uh, partners, and uh, different programs, branded content, and all that, creating that stuff. So that's the the focus right now is working to get more partners to help us out and help get the message out so we could uh, scale and get more storytellers to help get these stories out there. So when you surf the web, who – it's an unfair question, so spoiler alert. Oh, I'm ready. Spoiler alert. <laughs> who do you think is a competitor or a company or an entity you see you say, I, I wish I had their size and scale or someday I will have their size and scale? Who's sort of in your genre that you, you respect? I love local news. I love yeah. local broadcast, and that's why I spend a lot of time in there. So I would consider more of those um, markets, the the Sinclairs, as you said, the Grays and all that, and uh, Ion is a good example. Yeah. So that's what I want to be. We're talking with Mike Vanzetta. He is the CEO, co-CEO of Piezetta Media right here in Washington, D.C., and about what Piezetta is doing, generating content with a heart, which sounds like a kind of vanilla phrase, but we've drilled down on what it means to you. We'll be back with more after this. Listen, we want to put out a huge thank you to our listeners who put us in touch with some of the best voices in Washington, D.C. and the region. We've been hearing from you through Twitter, LinkedIn, and other direct messaging. On What's Working in Washington, we talk to power players about innovation in the federal government and how businesses in the region are keeping us competitive. We talk to the brains in the nonprofit world, restaurant domain, and next-gen tech. We love meeting smart people. If you know someone we should be talking to on our show, let us know. Tracy Madigan, our producer, and I think that it's all about shining a spotlight on people who are really getting things done in the region. So please keep those ideas coming. And thanks to all of those who stay in touch with us. Our guest today here in studio is Mike Vanzetta. Mike is the co-CEO of Piezetta Media. Mike is a media veteran, and he and his spouse have created a company generating stories with a heart, which is one of those Phrases you wish you heard more of in, in broadcast journalism. And he has a long career in broadcast journalism with WJLA, WUSA, and including WTWO in Terre Haute, Indiana that we talked about. <laughs> Mike, welcome back again to the show. So what do you watch for news? Like if you when you sit down, it's well, I guess no one sits down at 6 p.m. to watch Walter Cronkite anymore. But what are news sources that you respect and consume? So actually, like you said, no one really sits there. So a lot of. What I watch is clips from Twitter and Facebook, and a lot of them are local media focused. So if there's a big breaking news story anywhere, I find that local uh, news affiliate and listen to them. Yeah. And uh, I love morning news so uh, because it just has a little bit more uh, a fun to it, if yeah. you will. So I watch a lot of uh, WJLA. I'll give them props. I there watch them in the morning. <laughs> What what's interesting to me is how um, ageism, to some extent, is kicking into news. I saw a recent study. It was with some some folks at the college board, and they said, you know, that they run the SATs and everything, and they said 
their research shows that about 30% of people under 23 or 24 consider TikTok their main yeah. news source. How, how did that become news? Where? Tell me how that happened. Well, I think a lot of it is controlling cost is the big ah. thing, is the viewers could, you know, TikTok, they could watch whatever they want, something that relates to them, and it's free. And also the production value is probably free. I mean, it's not, it's not like they send a news team it, with a not. cameraman and a, and a producer and all that, right? Right. Yeah. It's anyone could do this content with the phone and a good message. Not even that sometimes. Well, I, I sometimes giggle, you know, the, the quality of the new iPhones lenses or my Android lenses and the production capabilities is better than any Grass Valley switcher or anything that we yes. saw back in the day. It is mm -hmm. staggering how technology has changed that. Yes, absolutely. And that's the big thing of giving people more of a voice because when I started in broadcast, it's like we give them the, the dish, the meal, yeah. and we give the order. But now it's like an empty plate and the viewer can choose whatever they want and the quality isn't that far behind anymore. Well, people also choose what they want to see and hear. And that's, I guess, we, we're bouncing around with a, a conversation about pies out of media. How do you break through and get fresh viewers? What's what, what's a marketing tactic or affiliation that you are pursuing or have found value in? A lot of it uh, goes with trust and yeah. understanding that, you know, I have this experience and it's not be like, oh, I want to start my own TV. I thought of this, you know, for 15 years almost. So uh, I, that's the big thing. And once I gain people's trust, I get to talk to larger nonprofits. Like I interview with the Fisher House Foundation right. a few weeks ago. So when I get that trust, that's going to help because then that brings the people who follow these nonprofits back to us. Got it. Well, in a perfect world, would a partnership like that be they would give you stories which you produce or they introduce you to people that have gone through the process or healthier or whatever to your, some of your health care and you follow up with that story and create something that's entertaining and informative from them? How, how does a partnership work? So a lot of that uh, would be just helping us find other stories ah. that they're working with, like Fisher House Foundation gives grants to other nonprofits. Uh -huh. So then telling those stories and then going on that route. Nice. So they're like a channel partner almost in some ways. Yeah. yeah. What are some of your favorites? You know, you've, you've seen a lot of news. Yes. Uh, some of it with heart, some of it tra tragically is, is heartless. What are some of your favorite stories that Paisetta has done recently or other stuff that you've seen that, that you liked a lot? So a lot of the things I like is, or, that I want to really touch on is mental health. Yeah. Uh, in 2019, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder too. And, you know, there's not a whole lot of voices out there for people, you know, going through mental health issues. So I want to focus a lot on that. And I do talk to a lot of people like veterans who had a hard time, especially with transition uh, to back to civilian life and how they're making a difference. So the goal is to, let people know, you know, you're not alone with your problems. People are succeeding and they have the same stuff, same issues. So you're not alone and, uh, you know, want to help save lives, to yeah. be honest. Well, something along those lines that I think, not that I'm suggesting your, your next set of stories, <laughs> is the stupid phrase defund the police. And what I think is going on in a lot of situations are that the police are front line in a situation where the mm -hmm person across the street is suffering from mental health issues 
and sometimes they shoot them, right? Because they don't know how to interact with people that I, whatever the whatever the, uh, the the status is of yeah. the of the person. And you see some videos where police have like talked a person down and completely defused the situation. And then tragically, you see situations where I think George George Floyd is one of those examples. George Floyd was not 100% healthy, and he is in a wreck, and he died, right? So I think there's going to be a I think, I predict, that as what policing means in America, be it funded or defunded, there'll be a lot of, sadly, stories with heart coming out of that. Yeah, I agree with you, because there's a lot more people that are talking about it now, because it was like, leave your problems at the door. Right. And that's slowly going away, and people are now talking about their feelings, and, you know, it's okay to be not... Okay. Well, I guess in some ways what you're doing, it's incredible to me how the Internet has allowed people to find people around the world that have their specific status, right? Yeah. So, you know, left-hand ping, ping-pong players uh, who, uh, you know, who use the orange ping-pong balls, you know, there's there's a club, right, that we, we join. And you're, to your point, on bipolar or whatever the status, people are finding – they're finding families, effectively, aff- yes. affiliations with people mm-hmm. that have the same status. And, I mean, that's – to me, that's about as – that, that's one of the good things about the Internet. There's a lot of bad things about the Internet. Right. Speaking of that, let me get your opinion on one. So the term deep fake. Mm-hmm. Um, and for those who don't know, Google it. It is proof that technology is now able to fool you with a visual or an audio that sounds just like somebody saying something or looks just like somebody saying something. Technology, is, in my opinion, has gotten way ahead of our ability to to parse it out. What are some things you're seeing around this or maybe what are some suggestions you might have about how to avoid being duped by it? Well, definitely look for other sources than just one video. But technically, when I'm looking at, sometimes you could tell by the mouth that it's getting better. Don't get me wrong, but you could tell the little things yeah. that it, it just doesn't look quite right. But it's getting very good, and uh, you do have to be careful. So usually, if you see some there, I would check CNN or any other news outlet to make sure JLA. this is correct. Yeah. WJLA. Yeah. <laughs> well, what about AI and chat and all the all those things? Are you finding that any of that new capacity to write a st- write a story is that intersecting with any of your stories with heart? Like, can they, can you use them to write a introduction to the story and th- it just generates that that text? Are, are you are you cognizant of that? Are you going to use it soon? Uh, I see it. I think it works for like maybe AP copy or something like that. I don't think it works for my stories because I really want to get to know someone. You're missing that emotion with, you know, getting AI to do it for you. Yeah. So I think there's always a big Megillo that I think in my experience, news people always, you know, if I could just get an interview with somebody, that would be the top, top tick. And I always thought to your point on bipolar that president Biden's experience as a stutterer, yeah, it's been covered a lot, but I don't think I've ever seen him interviewed really about that. And I actually had some speech challenges early on in first, second, and third grade. Is there a person like that that would be your your Mount Rushmore that you would love to get for a story with heart that Paisana Media would say, "Wow, that we we really nailed it." It's an unfair question, a, but I, what, what what the heck? <laughs> no, it, there's a lot of different people, but. One person who came forward with a bipolar disorder was Selena Gomez and how she oh, is. Oh, that's right. Yes, how she's doing stuff, uh, you know, helping get the word out and then succeeding as well. So mental health wise, that would be w- one of the things. And then uh, someone I want to talk to just to see them tick is uh, 
Bob Iger of Disney yeah. to how because he talks a lot about emotion in storytelling. So, you know, that would be always good to see how he brings his emotion to it. Interesting. It's funny because I don't I guess I've never seen Bob Iger interviewed. I don't think of him as an emotional executive, but he is in the emo, he's in the emotion business. He is. Yes. I heard a great quote the other day. Um, supposedly this is from Walt Disney. Walt Disney said, my best movies always had the best villains. And I think back to the the iconic Disney movies, Cruella DeVille, et cetera. Yeah. They did have iconic villains. They did. That you remember to this day. So I said Joe Biden. You said Selena Gomez. You said Bob Iger. Is there any business? I mean, we talked earlier, like, who do you see? I wish I, I had them. Are there hosts of shows that you wish you could engage with Paisetta Media and have them host some of the stuff other than you behind the camera or you you, you holding the mic? <laughs> yeah, uh, people don't want to see me behind the camera. But <laughs> uh, a lot of the, one of the best storytellers, I think, in the D.C. area is Jay Korf. So he, a lot of his content is uh, very powerful. And then on the national level, uh, Steve Hartman, yeah. who does uh, the CBS, which is amazing. Work. Love it. Well, listen, it's it's. Uh, we ask every guest, Mike, at the end of the show, if you ruled the world, you can wave a magic wand, what's one thing you would like to start happening that isn't, or one thing you'd like to stop happening that you find objectionable? Well, with TV, I'll bring that because I talk about that a lot and I think about it a lot. I think there should be uh, more options out there with the storytelling aspect. So I think just getting more voices out there yep. and giving more people platform. I know it's similar to what I'm doing, but yeah. that's what, if I could do that on a super high level, you know, changing the world, it's just letting people share their stories. And yeah. It doesn't cost anything to help people share their voice. Well, your phrase with heart, you're saying maybe the world needs a little more heart. Mike, I, I completely agree with you. <laughs> so that's Mike Vanzetta, ladies and gentlemen. He is the co-founder and CEO of Pizetta Media right here in Washington, D.C. Mike, thanks for being with us today. Thank you for having me. talk to power players about innovation in the federal government and how business in the region is keeping us competitive. If you are a DC insider and want to know what leaders in other industries are talking about, we give you that insight. So thanks for listening. If you know someone we should be talking to on our show, let us know. We want perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. You can reach out through our website or through Twitter. Many of our guests have come to us from others who say, Hey, if your show's about people who are really getting things done in the region, you should really be talking to dot, dot, dot. And we love bringing those new voices to our audience. We look forward to hearing from you. The team behind What's Working in Washington is a great group. The executive producer and editor is Tracy Madigan. Online content, Anna DeGraff. And that theme music you enjoy, performed by The Sunbathers. You've been listening to What's Working in Washington on Federal News Network and streaming as a podcast.